0: Kind of want to start this by having our guest flip through the top ten. So let's okay. let's, let's get through all the introductions, okay. so that we can have our guest flip. <laughs> Wait, through. how many
1: introductions? Uh, just before like, I read the thing. Yes. Okay. Up to that point, <laughs> okay. and then we'll, right, do, right, we'll do and then right, we'll do all the right, traditions. Right, all, all right. right. All
0: right. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Noblock. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm doing glad good. to hear it. We have such a special guest tonight. I'm so excited to have her on. I have been uh, looking forward to getting to chat with her just about movies, period. Love talking to her about movies. She is part of the Mighty Malton Empire. Our guest likes to say that nepotism starts at home. <laughs> she Play- is a- Hey,
1: guys. Also, play this podcast in a theater. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> she
0: is the co-host along with her dad, Leonard Malton. The Malton on Movies podcast. We're so excited to have Jesse Malton on the show tonight.
2: I just want to thank you for uh, suspending the restraining order long enough for me to be in this room <laughs> oh. with you. You are such a sweetheart. Oh you my know? goodness!
0: Well, it, it it has been so lovely to to know you and to get to know you and we've kind of you know we definitely crossed paths in the past couple of years and we've always i know that i've always been excited to try and just to sit and talk movies with you because it's always it feels always very brief oh my it's because you, you are
2: the busiest man well, in show business is well, why and so normally much. normally there's a hector flying by and
0: i go "Hey, <laughs> buddy, show hi
1: buddy.
0: <laughs> it's funny because like my job is uh, one one of the jobs that i have is ending this week and i feel like i'm gonna have a lot of free time in the next couple next couple months we can hang out we can watch some maybe you can come over and watch a movie that you haven't seen that'd be cool and you know, we don't have to do a podcast, podcast. totally do okay.
1: that uh, free great. time for Hector is yeah. watching the Over the Hedge 3 <laughs> special features
0: hey there's no I mean, Over the Hedge 3 that's open season okay, 3 okay sorry
2: yeah Keller rude
0: that's, I know yeah, rude. That's, I'm sorry but it's true sorry I, I, Martin Lawrence I, wait I, no yeah. I'm, wait that's, who am oh, I apologize that's, open season. To? that's open season okay I had uh, somebody uh, Martin right Martin Lawrence and Ashton Kutcher my spare time I do watch a lot of movies and Steve Carell and different movie but one of (laughs) Listen, you two. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Listen, you two. Let's reel it in. Here's what I really want to do, because uh, I'm such a fan of Jessie and her opinions about movies. We kind of gave her the spiel about the podcast. I'd love for her to live, right now on this podcast, Live. check out the sort of top 10 in terms of the conversations that we've been having about, like, how this list was formulated and, you know, how how we all kind of looked at movies 11 years ago in 2008, which is fascinating. So... This is the top 10 list from the Empire Magazine. Okay. Number number 15 on the next page. <laughs> is, okay. the, is The Dark Knight. Here we go. Okay, There we go.
2: So what's number one?
0: Oh, you got to flip to see. You have
2: to flip to see. Is The Godfather? Is that yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, that's okay, right. So that's Godfather's right. The Godfather's one.
0: How are your feelings about that?
2: I mean, it is one of the greatest movies I, yeah. ever made.
0: Like you but can't but, argue but this with that. This like, is the okay. thing. Okay. Yeah.
2: A conversation that we all have a lot in my house mm-hmm. is that, I feel like there are multiple lists that people make. Totally. So definitely. there are the ones you say that are fancy. Hector, mm-hmm.
1: pull up your list. So <laughs> I
2: got them all right here. It's true. No, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're the ones that we have that are fancy. So uh, if someone asked my dad, what's your favorite film? Casablanca. That's his answer. Mm-hmm. You but can't you could argue, also argue with Casablanca. You know, and yeah. same thing, Citizen Kane. Like right. there's a short list, Metropolis, of these movies. And as much as people would love for it to not be true. Right. It is right. So when you see Godfather, like, as much yeah. as someone wants to go, this is not the best. No, it's probably up there. Yeah, probably up. Th- I mean, there is no such thing as the best. It doesn't exist True. because every single person is different and and different in what they like. Yeah, you know. But, uh, and
0: that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to sum it up. And I yeah. remember the first time I saw the Godfather. The Godfather has so it was so like already permeated popular culture. Yes. That as a young person, as a young man, I already sort of knew. About it, I didn't. I did. I knew of the Godfather, but
1: I didn't know the sure. Godfather. And there was enough. There were enough iconic scenes yeah. that you had seen them recreated absolutely in but, everything. But it's- even
0: despite all that, I sit down to actually watch the dang movie for the first time. And at the end, I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. I'm not typically into sort of mobster stories or gangster epics. It's not typically my genre. I I feel like it's a very for me. It's like a very dad thing. It's like mm-hmm. my, it's, my dad loves those kinds of movies, and I love going to see those with my dad. But yeah, you know, you watch The Godfather and you go, yeah, it's one of the great... Like, it, it, you know, anytime somebody sees that top 10 list, no matter how controversial the rest of the list is, everybody in your seat always goes, yeah, all right, got to give it to them. Yeah. Well, but
2: that's it. I, yeah. I say, I don't believe... Okay, so Fight Club is here as number 10. Now, on the one hand, mm-hmm. I don't love that movie. Sure. On the other hand, holy crap, everyone knows that movie. Yeah. And how many times have it, has it been ripped off? Um,
3: yep.
2: We had uh, another question. My dad gets a lot. Is have you ever changed a review in the book in the movie guide? Oh. The answer is yes for a couple. One was me. Um, he didn't give uh, uh, Empire Records a good enough review, and I um, apparently, if you annoy someone long enough, <laughs> they do give in. Uh, but for my dad, it was Alien. Mm. The first time he saw it, my dad's very squeamish. Sure, he's a big old baby, and he'll tell uh, you that. That
3: movie's gross. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: that's so. So yeah. the first time he saw it. He didn't like it very much because sure. it was it scared him and he didn't so it, it worked but that's the way thing too well. so it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh this is a bad movie it's mm-hmm. that in the same way that some people love horror and some people don't mm-hmm. well if something's too gory and you can't get past that sure. then you may not enjoy it even Absolutely. if it's good well he watched it again when they had the 25th anniversary whatever it was some years ago now mm-hmm. um, and couldn't believe how good it was, mm. how it held up, but also he recognized how many things have ripped it off. Totally. And he changed the review. And so wow. he, he brings that up a bit because that's exactly this, which is, as I say, Fight Club is not going to be everyone's favorite movie. Right. And some people may think it's a hype type of a thing, and it, it can definitely be a bit of that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it gets used and referenced constantly it's very
0: influential and
2: pop culture I'm fascinated by pop culture exactly what you're saying with Godfather of how many times things get brought up and mentioned mm-hmm. I am fascinated by that that somebody can make a reference to something and not even know what it's from but we all know the reference true.
3: yeah you know that's very true that's
2: like mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. that somebody can say something and you'll go do you know what that is do you know mm-hmm. what that means nobody
1: knows what the horse in the bed is anymore But that's nobody, right. people <laughs> right? know the horse in the bed you
2: know but go to the mattresses like There's all sorts of lines that get taken from things. Now people
1: will. I leave
0: a cannoli (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Now people will quote, "You've got mail," which was quoting the Godfather. Like that level of you know. But
2: that's it. Is is that is a fascinating thing? Mm -hmm. Jaws is another one. Where how often does donut get used? Yeah. In everything. Yeah. Uh, All of the Spielberg shots in water. Basically anything shot in water at this point is ripping off Jaws. Wow. Yeah. Think about that. Everyone does the same thing, which is that underneath. And now we know the story with Jaws that the shark didn't work. And that's why he had to shoot it the Mm -hmm. way he did. Mm -hmm. So again, something that is iconic iconic legendary these words get thrown around a lot
3: yeah they do epic um i
2: also really can't stand the term instant classic because that's Mm. not a thing (laughs) but um but you know so here's jaws where that was not the intention to have it be hitchcockian in that it's hidden away you don't see the scary thing Mm -hmm. until you know much later
0: because the intention was to show the shark the intention was it was it was an adaptation of a super popular book Mm -hmm. and the book would show the shark or describe the shark right up top, right? Yeah. Keller, did you read Jaws yet? Have you read no, that yet? Okay. Keller
1: not. can't read. You know that. No, I can't, I can't and I won't. <laughs> and I'm not going to learn. The irony is, I won't.
0: Keller is a way bigger reader than myself, and I'm the and I'm, I have to
1: read later on as part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm the idiot that's uh, that's in the minority that my opinion is always. He just looks at pictures all day. Yeah, comic books. That's it. But I always, I'm the person that says you should watch the movie before reading the book, and everybody disagrees with me. And I'm I like, don't no, disagree. No. Yeah.
2: I think that again it depends everybody's mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. there are some people Justin Chang who is a fantastic writer uh, and film critic for the LA Times but he's just an amazing writer in general
3: mm-hmm.
2: he will watch a movie and read the book and then write the review mm-hmm. I don't know how he does that it, how do you and he time? has a small child I don't understand oh. but he does this over and over he reads again he
0: the book to the small child
2: yeah right <laughs> that poor kid
0: The Shining mm-hmm. chapter one <laughs> <Exactly.
2: laughs> love in the time of Colorado. Jaws yeah. Jaws let's talk yeah. about it kid No, I, but I just, I think about that and Mm -hmm. how that affected everything. My dad gets a lot of shit for um, not loving the Shawshank Redemption. I can tell you, I've never seen it Mm. um, simply because it's one of those where I kind of feel like
0: you've seen it. I've seen it right because of that pop culture. You see so
2: much. And then I think, well, I've watched a lot of Holocaust. I'm Jewish. I've watched a lot of Holocaust stuff in my life. Do mm-hmm. I need it? I don't mm-hmm. know that I do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, the Shawshank Redemption is like, uh, it's it's interesting because it's a, that's a surprise for me. That's one of the most surprising ones in this top ten. Yeah, that's definitely number four in two
1: thousand eight. That doesn't surprise me. Really? Do you think yeah. it was just like a big people like I don't know? Like I'm uh, honestly surprised Braveheart's not up there too. People yeah, had like absolutely. those. Mm-hmm. Gladies. But I mean, but it's yeah. such yeah.
2: a varied. I mean, look, to have in the same column here, Once Upon a Time in the West, yep. Chinatown, the apartment raging bull fight club. Yep. That's not everyone's list. True. Same thing that you've got Goodfellas Apocalypse Now, Singing in the Rain, Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah. i put Goodfellas you know, Apocalypse Now and Pulp Fiction in the same mm, general sort of like bucket. I get that. Yeah. I get that. The, well, the, the dancing. All and the yeah, dancing. then, like, I'd put, like, Raiders, and Emperor Empire. Strikes back. Yeah. Like, Shawshank, Jaws, Apocalypse Now, Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction—like these are.
2: Where's Jurassic Park in this? Ah. These are
1: Film School 101 top 10 list, right? Yes, bro, yes. movies. Yes, yes. very college. See, dude, and Citizen Kane's yeah.
2: all the way at 28, and some like It Hot, which is one of the funniest films ever made. Period mm-hmm. is at 27. Yeah, see, I don't. Again, I I don't <laughs> think that you can really. I don't think you can look at it like this. Casablanca is 18. You know, yeah. taxi driver seventeen. And again,
0: it's not that they, when they compiled this list, they weren't like best the, of the, right. The editors weren't ranking them against one another. Right. That's just where they fell. That's because they just took everybody's top ten yeah, yeah. and tabulated the results. Yeah. And that's you know, yeah.
2: But the, but again, this this is the thing that is fascinating. Is you know, to to someone these movies won't work. Right. You know, someone will watch this and it won't be funny or it won't be scary or it won't be whatever. Um,
0: but to somebody else. But to
2: somebody else. I mean, look. Harryhausen, for -hmm. a lot of young people, when they watch his stuff now, they do not understand why it was groundbreaking. And you kind of have to accept that because if you think about how kids are growing up now, Mm -hmm. where everything is possible, where you can make a tiger you know, and make it look real where you can do all these things. So I kind of understand it makes me sad, but I do understand it. And looking at people and saying, you're dumb, you're wrong. That gets us nowhere. Right. Um, At the same time, think about what the first Spider-Man looks like now. Yeah. The Tobey Maguire, where it looks like a little cartoon thing swinging Mm -hmm. between buildings. Yeah. You know. For me, that mm-hmm. was something I didn't. In general, I'm a practical effects girl. Sure, I live and die for practical effects because mm-hmm. they're just always better. Mm-hmm. Um, be, I feel like you can't really build up the same kind of tension most of the time yeah. when it looks like CGI this and, and CGI and that are fighting each other. We've
0: especially become now so trained with our eyes subconsciously yes. that we know when what you know when people say that like the Hulk looks fake. I'm like, well, honestly, the CG could be the, the most perfect computer-generated imagery ever. Yeah. But your brain subconsciously knows a human could not look like that yes. or be those proportions. Therefore, the Hulk is fake. Meanwhile... There Could be a bunch of CG cars in the background
2: and you don't notice it, and you don't notice it, yeah.
0: So it's like, it, it's you, that's why you got to use
1: that CG really. Or like sparingly, I was watching right? Mortal Engines the other day, mm-hmm. I like and that. I know nobody likes that movie, <laughs> I don't I like dislike that movie. <laughs> that movie, but there are the times it's ridiculous. It yeah. cuts, it's but like I enjoy the CG it. cities going or whatever, and yeah, all sure. of a sudden we're gonna cut to the bridge, and it's like, okay, now this is obviously a set. Wait, Mortal the Engines. That's that the one Peter with the Johnson? giant cities on wheels.
2: Oh no, that was that was terrible. That, that, no, <laughs> okay. that movie was okay, terrible. Okay, okay, okay. What am I? Th- I'm thinking the of the one with Lily Collins. That was also terrible, oh, wasn't it? Mortal, Mortal
1: Instruments. Oh, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. it. There I didn't you go. see that one.
2: No. I did. It's terrible but amusing. Okay. <laughs> so, so the yeah. oh no no Mortal Engines that was like what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this?
0: I haven't seen it, but Keller told me there was a Minions joke in it.
2: It's just, There's
1: a Minions joke right up top
2: I think I blocked it out I'll okay. be honest with oh, you right, I'm pretty right. sure I blocked it out I completely.
1: file away every Minions joke oh,
2: man. I mean I get it I get it did mm-hmm. you hear my, my, my phone text sound is it's so fluffy oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> so,
1: which one
2: of my friends uh, believes uh, he's saying you don't love me and I was like that says a lot about you I like that it too. Says a lot about you if mm-hmm. you think it's just yelling you don't love
1: me that's yeah. what all of the text messages say that I get it's, you know, oh. people,
0: people keep talking about the minions but the best part of the movie Despicable Me is that little girl she's super cute she is best she's, part blo- of that movie. she's adorable she, she's the boo she's mm-hmm. the all mm-hmm.
2: these little mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. as much as I don't want to be that easy mm-hmm. I am that easy as much as I don't want to be that guy I mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am that guy. Yep. I watch it and I go, oh I didn't... oh
3: God, that's so cute.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: don't know if it's my womb screaming. Like I really don't know. Yeah. But I see those little kids and I go, yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, Boo is
1: the best of them.
2: The cutest. Yes. Oh my God. Did you guys see Mike that? Mike Witowski. Did you guys see
0: that clip? That little girl dressed up like Boo yes. watching Monsters yes. Inc. Yes. And she's like, do-do-do, bathroom. Like she says something about the movie, and I'm like, "That's just the best thing You're I've like, ever seen."
2: Dude, glory. That's, there's oh. a, there's photos of parents, you know, taking their kids to Disneyland during Halloween time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's a dad dressed as Sully with a little oh. kid as Boo, oh. and I, I'm totally the guy that cried. Oh, I yeah. saw the photo. <laughs> so beautiful. That's the best. Oh my That's god. That's the
0: best. Well, Jesse, thank you for touring the sort of top ten Holy and, moly, guys. and given your. Ultimately, I think you have the most correct take, which <laughs> is which is that it's all subjective. It, uh, you know, and movies will work. Shoot, crapshoot, truly. It, re- it truly is. Movies are a crapshoot. You never know. Uh, you to know. sum up the industry, yes. crapshoot. Crapshoot. No,
2: I think that every single person is going to have a different mm-hmm. experience, and the thing that you can't do is force your feelings upon them,
0: and, and that's why I'm such a big fan of yourself. I'm such a big fan of Alicia Malone. I, my I'm, girl. A, I'm a big fan of your dad, Leonard Malton, because you Who? guys are uh, you guys are very concerned with uh, Papa Leonard. You guys are very concerned yeah. with with um, looking forward in film, but also understanding that historical context and being you know when you're talking about it, it, it will bum you out that a kid today might not connect with special effects of the past. But you're also like, but that's kind of makes sense. Well, you know, it's every time I watch The Godfather or watch a movie that's this classic movie, I'll think this was fantastic. I still have hope that like we can make a movie better than this at Mm -hmm. some point. And ideally, that's what filmmaking
1: should be, is that it should continue to just get better and better and better.
0: Do you want to make movies? no i don't think
1: so maybe, maybe. Now, I don't like know. you said like now someone could just make a tiger yeah it's, it's also kind of fucking cool that a kid can just make <laughs> yeah, a yeah, tiger super cool and yeah. like oh man <laughs> it's never been easier for a kid to make a tiger yeah, yeah. look yeah. the fact
2: that the fact that we're sitting in your kitchen <laughs> right with some microphones and a computer and yeah. we are making a show yeah that's an incredible thing it is um and i think that we're very lucky that That Yes, there's a lot of crap out there, Mm -hmm. but it also means that a young person Mm -hmm. who only has a phone can make a movie. Correct. Um, The last shot in, uh, um, what's it called? Florida Project.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, When they go to Disneyland, I don't know if you remember this at all, but they run into Disney World, Mm -hmm. is shot on an iPhone because it's the only way that they could do it. Yeah. So the last shot of that film is an iPhone.
3: That's so cool. And
2: Sean Baker, who is one of the most talented humans alive Mm -hmm. and one of the most generous, like... He spends about ninety nine percent of his time promoting other people's work. Love it. Like all he wants to do is Love celebrate it. everybody else, and yeah. I adore him. Yeah. Um, but you know, he talked about that. How cool that that's how they were able to shoot this scene with an iPhone. They got it done.
1: And it's in a movie.
2: And it's in a movie. Very so cool. you and know, that's the
1: final shot and the shot that everybody yeah. remembers from that it's movie. True. Yeah.
2: It's true, and it's a magical moment in a mm-hmm. movie that's tough. It's a magical moment. But so that I think. Uh, And obviously, my my dad is the reason that I am this way, because Mm -hmm. he does not believe in judgment or sure. or honestly doesn't believe that there's much of a point in being angry
1: right he's waded um, through so much when, whenever someone <laughs> so said whenever someone much.
2: says blah 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 was the worst movie ever he and i will just start yeah. listing stuff off We're yeah. like oh you want to play this game Ugh. i promise you i've seen the worst movie ever. i want to know
1: where you I'll guys bet. differ like what movie do you yeah. love that he hates or yeah. vice versa i'm also curious about that too
2: well, usually it's not extreme. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just that one of us liked yeah, it more yeah. or disliked it
3: more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I am definitely more passionate than he is in that when the I Empire hate. Something, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, if you, just, if you just show up in Leonard Bolton's bedroom every morning yeah. saying, change the review, change the change review, the revi- change the review, yeah. change, eventually he changes the review. Uh, no, I think that, like, see, I reviewed for the movie guide, I started reviewing movies for the guide when I was 10. Yeah. And, wow. um, yeah, I, I I didn't have friends. And I it, but so. what I love
0: about that is movie reviews from a 10-year-old. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by that. Are going to be so different than movie reviews from an adult. Yes. Yes,
2: but also remember how the movie reviews in the book work. Mm. They're very short. Yes. So, I wasn't trying to write paragraphs, you know, and elucidate on um, the <laughs> modern No, it was yeah. like this this happened, you know, it's a really quick synopsis, yeah. then a really quick uh, review. Mm-hmm. So, the thing was uh, and Disney and several of the other animation folks used to actually make it uh, kind of a rule that when you went to review kids' movies, you had to have a kid with you. <laughs> wow. So what yeah, they would do, they'd screen them at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So that's how I saw most Disney movies as a kid was they'd do screenings on Saturday mornings. Cool. And we'd all be there. You know, All the film critics and all their kids would be there.
1: Wow! And Which is good what, to like ensure that well, kids are in the audience. That's, but that's the best it. way to see those yeah. movies. You
2: know, you cannot go into something... Again, if we walk into a room full of people who say cartoons are dumb, mm. all right? And those people exist. They yeah. should rot, but they do exist. <laughs> but if you have someone just crossing their arms saying, well, this is Disney. This isn't a movie. Yeah. What the hell is that going to do for you? Right. But if you hear a kid laughing, mm-hmm. in the same way, I always, I'll always i never forget when we saw Enchanted. I got to see Enchanted three separate times. Once at, in a screening with my dad. Mm-hmm. The second time was at his class. Mm-hmm. So this was a whole bunch of USC students, cool. college kids. Cool. And the third, my mom wanted to go and nobody would go with her. So I took her to the <laughs> El Capitan and we saw it together great. for the third time. It's a great and movie. I love that movie. It's and three movie. was great. I've never, yeah. ever seen anything else three times in a theater. Wow. Um, so... Watching it the first time in that screening with little kids, mm-hmm. when they kissed, everyone went ew, and it made me laugh mm-hmm. because I remembered, oh, that's right, kissing's gross. Then I watched it in a theater of three hundred and something college students, right. and I heard where they laughed, mm-hmm. and in some cases, and this is my again, my dad's really good at this. He'll say to the kids, don't laugh at something. You don't have to be cool here.
3: Mm-hmm. No
2: one thinks you're cool because you make fun of it.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: and usually a couple of classes in, they'll get that. Some, some faster than others, but in general, they're pretty good about it. They don't do too much <laughs> boobs, you know. Right, mm-hmm. But there they were laughing and mm-hmm. smiling and enjoying it. And then the third time seeing it with my mom, we're both musical theater nerds, mm-hmm. so I knew she'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like, it was a really cool way to experience all these different versions. Well, if I was writing about a film... yeah. I can't come at it from, you know, I'm a I'm an 88-year-old man who hates animation and joy. <sighs> right. Like, no, yeah, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. So so mm. when I started reviewing the movies, a lot of times it was the kid stuff, or I just helped my dad. Yeah. You know, he'd ask me what I thought. That's so cool. And then as I got a little bit older, I became the Rob Schneider specialist, slash Adam Sandler specialist, <laughs> Hell yeah. slash all dance movies. <laughs> Every single one you can imagine. Step up one, two, three, four. Um. Uh. You, you got, got served. served. Personal <laughs> favorite. <laughs> you suckers In got served. Unison. I mean, I, I felt that. I did. I, I think did we've too. now bonded. Not rehearsed. Rehearsed. Um. Yeah. If you haven't seen the South Park episode, uh, have I haven't you?
0: Missed oh, it. the, the you <laughs> got served episode. Yes, I think it I did. is
2: glorious. I you suckers <laughs> got served. Yeah. But I, so I watched all those, and yeah. that's what I reviewed. And, and some
0: of those are the worst movies you've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely. And
2: some <laughs> of them are hilarious. Same thing when the trend started of all the scary movie. All mm-hmm. the parody stuff, Scare I reviewed movie. all those. Movie two, Disaster movie, three. movie with yeah. Kim Kardashian. Oh, boy. I saw them all.
0: All right. Well, so when
2: you tell me that you've seen the worst uh, movie ever, I, I will know. fight you. I know. Because, no, I have. I can't. I know. <laughs> I, know. I
0: can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I know. I, I can't. If I tried to, I might have like a bottom five of like yeah. the worst movies I've ever seen, but they're all, and again, even that's subjective.
2: You ever I mean, seen the movie know. Spun?
1: No, nobody know which That's one. That's up there yeah. in
2: the world, and it has great people in it. I
1: recognize it. You ever see the movie the Flesh? <laughs> not, great, Jesse. Not, not great. Not great. No, <laughs> did it for the list.
0: Yeah, I did it for this list. It was a, um, it was like an art film uh, produced by Andy Warhol in the '60s. Oh, and wh- it was, well, and it was like barely a movie. So barrel like, of fun. Rough. Rough. How long? It felt like it was six hours long, <laughs> but I think it was like an hour and it's probably as long as this yeah, one was. It's probably or just something, like an eighty minute, you know, oh man. longest movie of your uh, life. So, I've Lord. been there. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But we have got a couple of traditions oh, yeah. okay. on this show okay. that we're gonna go through right now. The first tradition on the podcast is that Keller to try and pay homage to the wonderful Empire magazine. He's gonna read what movie we're talking about tonight, read the little blurb. And he's going to do it in a stuffy British man voice. Can't wait. So we get that full Empire Magazine experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the second tradition, I told you a little bit about it before, but by the end of this episode, we're going to ask for you to contribute any movie ever made okay. to the new list that we're creating with our guests. So okay. Keller, what movie are we talking about tonight?
1: 408, Zelig, <laughs> 1983, director Woody Allen. Woody's Human Chameleon Meets the Great, Good, and Hitler. As much as it is a technical triumph pre-Forest Gump, yeah. it is also a celebration of wit, satire, great conceits, and human nature. It does it better than Forrest <laughs> Gump.
0: The, the inserting in yeah. The, like, yeah. digitally?
1: Yeah. <laughs> It looks Honestly, so much better It's probably yeah. easier In black and white Maybe
0: Or maybe harder I don't know
1: Because it is way grainier Yeah Yeah but yeah.
0: We talked about that But I have to ask As somebody who's married To an English to person To a British person yes. How was that accent well, Be my, honest My be husband's honest.
2: northern mm. So he doesn't sound like that mm, I prefer okay. I prefer the northern accent I cannot lie I think that was a solid Like <laughs> you. Uh, you know BBC British
1: <laughs> I've had a Brit okay it On the podcast Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah.
2: No know, I, I feel that that's very You know good attenborough ish
1: yes you know yes. I that's, that's figure, the comparison I that's I'd the goal like. uh-huh. that's the goal yeah that's isn't, that's... isn't that always the goal Yeah, david attenborough <laughs> yeah not exactly. richard No. Nah. we want david yeah richard isn't richard's Jurassic good richard that's great. a good one that's a good attenborough i am not gonna spare any expense yeah. but i still want <laughs> david attenborough
0: so we could talk about that little blurb uh i feel like empire magazine pretty much summed it up yeah this is Zelig. the three of us had never seen this this is our first woody allen movie And there is a handful of Woody's on this list. So, Woody Allen. Oh, boy. Woody Allen. So, uh, let me go to the uh, list. What I want to do is I want to find out how many movies of his are on there. Okay. I go through my nice little... uh that
2: is fancy. It's probably
0: this Very Annie Holland, Hall. In that is Manhattan, organized. At
2: yeah. least Yeah.
0: There's a bunch. So we've got Zelig is the first one. Uh-huh. That's, uh huh. That's I think it's Zelig. Zelig. You're right. Sorry. Zelig. It's okay. Number 408. I just watched the whole movie, dude. The next one that we're going to come across is uh, number 304, Radio Days. Great film. Great film. Great film. <laughs> Maybe my favorite Woody Allen movie. Yeah. Radio Days. The one after that is at 301, Love and Death. Haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. 1975. The one after that is gonna be Crimes and Misdemeanors, 1989's Crimes and Misdemeanors number two sixty seven on the list. Then we have Manhattan, mm. number seventy six on the list, and of course Annie Hall is his highest ranked movie at number sixty eight. But that's I would one, think, two, yeah. Three, four or that's six movies, he's which a, is pretty impressive. How many legend? in the top hundo? Uh two top in hundo.
1: the top <laughs> in the top hundo. <laughs> in the top hundo.
0: Two in the top hundo, yeah. Two in the top hundo. no yeah. uh,
1: no not in the top fifth. Yeah. But uh yeah.
0: Still, still uh still impressive but he is somebody who's so prolific and he's directed so many gosh darn movies yeah. he has a like, filmography of like 30 or 40 or fi- like it's insane it's a crazy number it's, it's like dude you're allowed to take a nap yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like his idea of a good time is just to, like i'm gonna shoot a movie like yeah. that's his that's what he does everyday i'm gonna year. go play mm-hmm. jazz
2: clarinet and then when know, i'm done i
0: know that's <laughs> like yeah. get
1: over yourself dude yeah <laughs> jazz um, clarinet the, the, watch just yourself just kidding watch <laughs> yourself
0: hey
2: come on you're gonna have so many clar- extent, dead clarinets in your extent. bed yeah. let oh, me tell man. you
0: uh, the tricky <laughs> thing for me about um, this movie well I want to start with we can talk about Zelig Z- am I pronouncing Zelig. It right? Zelig. Why, Zelig why do I keep doing that?
2: it's because you're not Jewish it's, it's alright Is that it is? Zelig thank you oh. Zelig. I didn't say Zelig
0: okay. you say Zelig okay that makes more sense alright that's great it's Zelig um, uh, let's start with our guest overall thoughts on Zelig First time you've seen it. Yeah. Give us your sort of overall thoughts. I
2: purposely did not read anything. Mm -hmm. The only, when I told my parents that I was coming here, they both started laughing (laughs) in response to the, as soon as I said it, they went, oh God, you're going to love it. Thinking about the movie. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and again, I'm, I hang out with old Jews all day. I am an old Jew. So this is definitely in my wheelhouse. Mm Mm-hmm um also i am not a sensitive person when it comes to offensive jokes sure um oh we gotta talk I, about
0: that too because just a quick yes. sidebar we gotta like, get into it we gotta get into it so technically there's blackface in this movie there's yellow face technically yeah. but it's yeah. this and it's brown this, face and brown face right he's he joins the mariachi band and it's this and weird, native american native yeah uh, more brown face so it's this weird like it's i don't know if it's quite the same as Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, Mm. where it's this like, oh, what a loophole. That's an interesting, you know what I mean? Like, because you're saying something about something, right? And in this, in this picture, uh, here's what I'll say is that, uh, um, God, what's a, what's the character's first name in the movie? Leonard. Leonard Leonard is this human chameleon and literally physiologically like shapeshifts becomes becomes the other characters yeah the yes. people that he's near he, he, he either will balloon to 250 pounds or he will you know grow a beard spontaneously like which is a really becomes neat a Hasidic trick. Jew exactly one he, two three Hasidic Jew when he's next to people and the movie before fully sort of explaining what's happening you you hear from uh, an, an older black gentleman like I was in this club and I saw this white guy. And then he went over up on stage and was with the band. And then all of a sudden he's a black guy. Yeah. And I was like, how is this, how is this movie going to explain this? And then he did the same thing. And then there was unfortunate like makeup to have Woody Allen be like a Chinese character because he was hanging out with Chinese people. Yeah. And as this is happening, I'm like, well, ooh, boy, what is this going to do? But the, the, I think that the point of the movie is that like my favorite thing about that is that eventually they cut to like, cause it's all mockumentary style and they cut to the Ku Klux Klan and they yeah. say, as a Jewish man who could turn into a black man and an Asian man, he was a triple threat in the Ku Klux Klan, you know. So it's this very self-deprecating, very you know, classic American sort of New Yorker humor. Yes. I will say this. Absolutely, if this movie was made today, a doy. Oh, it, it would, yeah. Th- that it, joke yeah. would be, somebody would pause it in the writer's room and be like, yeah. ah, maybe we can just not do that joke, yeah. but s- you could still like be in a mariachi band and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it wouldn't just be that like physiological change. At but, the same yeah. time
2: though, because we were just talking a little bit about uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. You know, I think that to a degree. That's
0: satire, yeah. I
2: really do believe... <laughs> Please, people, don't just jump at things. Sure. Don't just immediately, for the hell of it, run full force. Give it a second. Yeah. And if you look at it, because first of all, they didn't. he didn't do anything ridiculous. True. They didn't he, have him ugh. making mammy jokes Correct. or any of that. Any you race, know,
0: racial stereotypes. At all. And because right. it's
2: black and white, it yeah. also isn't extreme to look at. So right. they broadened his nose slightly. Mm-hmm. Or they did, you know, so I think that... I think that it was done in a way, and also it's very much, if you can make fun of everything and you're making fun of everything equally. And he's
0: trying, for sure. You know, that's sure, it.
2: Is yeah. is is you know, is it going to be for everyone? No, of course not. Right. Are some people going to be offended? Yes, of course they sure. are. And you're allowed. Sure. And then the best thing is don't watch it.
3: Yeah. You yeah. know, but
2: yeah. you know, I can watch this and think that's a really interesting thing that he's doing, especially mm-hmm. learning the moral of the story. Do you talk about the ending or oh, do we? Oh, pl- yeah, okay. full spoilers. Well, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Also, just again, to, 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 to bring up that Jojo Rabbit comparison, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. You and Keller have yeah. it. I'm hoping you'll do this comparison because at the end of the movie, he ends up in Germany. This yeah. character, Leonard Zellig. Yeah. Zellig?
2: Zellig, yes. Ends you got up it.
0: in Germany and is like back behind Literally Adolf Hitler as he's giving a speech, yeah, he's because he's sort of been assimilated into this thing, and then he kind of breaks out of that. Uh, I guess it's like a trance he's in, like just sort of you know become a part of groups or whatever. So, when I when that was a part of the movie, I thought, yeah, this is that satire of having one of the most famously Jewish filmmakers ever yeah and he put he like inserted himself into with mm-hmm. this sort of faux footage and i'm yeah. like yeah you're very clearly making a statement here and it and it and it was reminding me of the of the way that jojo rabbit was sort of re- received and then reviewed and then how everybody was sort of talking about jojo rabbit so if there's any comparisons with like just the that satire attempting satire you know we can talk about that as well
2: i i really think that So the moral of the story with this film is that he just wants to be liked and he wants to fit in. Right. That's what, that's all Leonard Zelig wants. He mm-hmm. wants to be liked and to fit in. Mm-hmm. So he is not becoming another race or becoming heavy. Cause again, even that they went mm-hmm. into, he gained weight around heavy people. So it mm-hmm. wasn't just, he turns black when he's around black people, right. you know, when he's <laughs> around, doesn't
0: work around, when he's women. around
2: Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. he becomes, a, she's a doctor, he becomes a doctor.
0: Correct. Correct. So
2: it's, it's very literal in that he just wants to fit into every mm-hmm. situation and mm-hmm. they keep calling him a chameleon. So as I say, to me, that's not attempting to be offensive and not trying to play it off like it's nothing. It's something that I think, as much as this is funny, it's something everybody relates to, to a degree.
0: Sure. We all want
2: to fit in. We all want to be liked. I don't think...
0: But it is definitely a very sort of shocking, like, joke early in the movie to be like, oh, okay, wow. And again, it's not that it's necessarily a loophole to do blackface, but when Robert Downey Jr. was portraying an actor yes. who then was so, com- you know. Yes. And that whole movie was a commentary about how certain actors will get cast in roles, whether or not they're the right... Admi- yeah. Like, to just push it to that nth degree. And that movie had something to say about that. Yes. So it's... so it's uh, Yeah, so it's like... It's not something that is uh, being done to be mean-spirited because no, the movie this addresses- is not social
2: commentary. This is very right. specific about people.
0: Right. This is yeah. about...
2: This is not him trying to say this is bad, this is good, you know.
0: But he's just trying to highlight different groups of people. Yeah. 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 And
2: because he makes it so broad, mm-hmm. again, w- bringing it to weight, bringing it to uh, a profession.
0: Mm-hmm. You're a mm-hmm. doctor,
2: so he's a doctor.
0: He's in a mariachi band in this photo and he's got the mustache. And, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah.
2: You know. Yeah. And and I also think it was solid because they didn't linger on it much.
0: It was, yeah, it was you a know? quick montage-y type, yeah. type of so a you'd joke. you see thing, a yeah. shot,
2: but then it would move forward. So yeah. it also wasn't the kind of, it, I, like, I don't think it's shock value.
0: I though now
2: I should know for sure us watching it today for 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 the first few minutes the three of us were We're all going oh that's rough (gasps) yep 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 but then you get into it you go okay okay. this is where this is going it's not mean Mm -hmm. it's not attacking it's not you know any of that Mm -hmm. you can kind of
0: yeah so what so what would you say your overall sort of review or like summation of the how did you feel about watching it tonight
2: um I've seen it I don't think I need to see it again
0: (laughs) once was good same
2: um same I I think that we were all mesmerized by the filmmaking aspect of it. Mm -hmm. More so
1: than the story. I I think think that the
2: story was all right, but it would have made a great short film. I think we could have gotten through that in a short film. It just
1: felt like someone made a mock, like PBS documentary. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Have
2: you seen that David Harbour thing on Netflix?
1: Oh, the no. Frankenstein thing? Yes. I haven't seen oh, it. God, no. It's
0: very funny. David Harbour? It's not an SNL thing? No, it's no, it's,
2: it's a Netflix It's a half an hour, and it's glorious. I can't remember who it is glorious. John Levenstein,
1: I think, made it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Worth okay. watching. Okay.
2: But uh, no, I, that's what I would say with this, is it? Mm-hmm. it probably, you know, but it's also 1983.
0: Exactly. So, exactly. you know, yeah.
2: things changed For us sitting there now, mm-hmm. this would have made a great 20-minute, 30-minute
0: for short sure, film for sure. And
2: we all would have gotten the point
1: and it would have been really creative and clever yeah. and especially, and people if, who liked Woody Allen movies in 1983, for sure. They this were all, was for it. all in their wheelhouse. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. While
0: still being like, okay, now here's what he's going to do, which is his wheelhouse. But look at this technical aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, that that which is, is impressive as hell. It's still like impressive it really... to this day. And, and it's 1983. It's, it's nine years before. No, it's 11 years before Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so it's just like... There's then,
2: no CG in this movie. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. didn't and, exist. And
0: you pointed out only really two shots where it's like, yeah. it looks not great. Yes. And
1: everything else, we it were like... doesn't look bad, though. Right. It's oh, no, no. It's just more noticeable. Noticeable, yeah.
2: Again, because we're aware,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, because you're aware... Yeah. Again, like you're saying, a car, a person, sure. a tiger, whatever it is. Sure. If you're staring at Hulk, mm-hmm. you know that that's not a person. It can't be a person. Correct. Wait, wait. So it throws yeah.
0: you. <laughs> Hulk's not real. Wait, who, what? Hey. But Shrek
1: is real. Don't worry. Shrek is so
0: real. (laughs) Forever
3: after.
1: (laughs) Uh, Keller, overall thoughts? Overall thoughts. Also, don't ever need to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. it was it was clever, mm-hmm. but the novelty did wear off for me a little bit. But yeah, it also it's, might just it's be just,
0: it's definitely a different pace of comedy. Not just the Woody Allen comedy, which is its own sort of subgenre of you know. But again, like Jesse was saying, it's 1983. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know there were there, for just to just to cut you off for a second, Keller. There were moments where I was <laughs> Honestly, definitely what like
1: the fuck? I was
0: <laughs> where I was like um. I was like, "Huh, I think I'm I'm a little bored here." Yeah, Well that's you know what, I mean? what it, it's the but tone it's of just, a PBS documentary. Right, we're just yeah. so used to yeah. a sort of a quicker sketch. Yeah. you know. All well, that I stuff. think
2: once you get the point, which yeah. we all did, yes, then we went okay.
0: And once once you realize, <laughs> oh, this is the movie. It's yes. not like a, a five or ten minute opening mm-hmm. prologue, and then it's going to go to a narrative. I was like, it's not oh, no. dodgeball.
2: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's a fake, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a fake
2: PSA about dodgeball. Continue,
0: Keller. You said it. Okay. <laughs> no, keep going. Any other final thoughts? Anything about? I mean, it, it, it's yeah. There's it's not there's not that much to. It's not that, the the you fact know,
1: that they made all the music over again. Very like impressive. they recreated every single song. And And maybe even made new songs or they just re-recorded old songs using Uh, old microphones? They used old shit to make it sound as old as possible. So that's what
0: we found out is they they got a bunch of old microphones. About halfway through the movie, there's a a sequence where a famous singer at the time was singing to the main characters on like a rooftop. And I was like, that sounds like Betty Boop. And I thought they were going to cut to like a Betty Boop cartoon. I was like, oh, this is going to be very impressive if they animate, if they like put Woody Allen in a Betty Boop cartoon or something. But... It sounded to me like Betty Boop. Exactly like Betty Boop. Exactly like her. You were singing along to the song, Jesse, because you recognized the song. So I thought, oh, this must be an actual old song from the 20s that they are just sort of, you know, whatever, using the the technical aspect of this filmmaking. But then we learned they re-recorded that song entirely, even though it was an old song from the 20s. Every song. All the audio that that the most one of the most fun it things about it sounded too
3: good
2: and they had to go back in and get crummier yeah. mics wow. to make it sound older and yeah i mean that truly it, this if i were a film student i would tell or a teacher i should sure. say i sure. would tell them to watch not necessarily all mm-hmm. but some of it just to see mm-hmm. what subtlety can do and to see how you can make something work because you were sitting there saying, "Is this found?" No, the whole time. Original? No, the whole I time. Nope, there's
0: no, there's me a I was okay. like, "This is archival yeah. footage." Wait, there's me a pharaoh. This yep. is this is this was shot for the movie. No.
2: Everything about yeah. it, the the scratches, mm-hmm. you know, cigarette burns. Like it, I like how it's you perfect. how
0: you spared that student. You're like just like twenty minutes. You're like not the whole. <laughs> just like a good. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You'll get it. Well, no,
2: they don't because because I, sure. they, they would understand. They would understand. They would
1: get when it. When yeah. did a uh, dead men don't wear plaid come out?
2: Oh mm. dear, later eighties. Is that
1: another mockumentary? And Also, this uh, no, is Spinal Tap, and but hope, it you know. is like oh, so, inserting yeah, so Steve Martin into old movies, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah. very I really cool. Thought, it's interesting. I, I'm
0: really ignorant because I, for real, thought that Forrest Gump was like the first ever movie to uh, seriously attempt that. Read a book, dude. Dude, I gotta read. I gotta read some more books. That's my problem. But I really thought that. Uh, I'll also say that, like, yeah, I agree with everything. I think uh, my final thoughts are my sort of overall thoughts are technically so impressive to watch. Such a great spoof and and parody of old newsreels mm-hmm. which is like you know because i'm a fan of stuff like disney and disneyland and 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 other comedic things i i'm kind of familiar with how those sound and look anyway yes, so yes, that yes. you get a kick out of that uh but i hope that like young people i'm sure a young person today like you gotta have that context to know otherwise it's probably the crappiest weirdest thing that they're you know looking at um but we, yeah this, we the, also
2: the, noticed the undercranking. Yes. That's what I mean in terms of in Explain terms of it being undercranking.
0: Perfect, in case somebody doesn't know what that is,
2: there's a guy named Ben Modell, spelled model, and you should look him up because he does a whole presentation on undercranking. Uh, so does Serge Bromberg from Lobster Films. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Basically, comedy, black and white comedy, would not be the same without undercranking. And essentially, what it does is they'd crank at a lower speed, so when it would run uh, normal normally um everything was sped up so you know how when you're watching i say let's say charlie chaplin and he's walking mm. down a street he goes much faster mm-hmm. than you normally would well that's undercranking and mm-hmm. it keeps the pace going if you watch as i say he ben Modell has these on youtube you can watch uh, charlie chaplin doing um, like the boxing scene fam- and you see them timing it out normally punch duh 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 punch and then you see it sped up to the normal temp normal wow. and it's perfect and suddenly it's funny
1: wow they do
2: the same thing with buster keaton where he's supposed to try to be getting to the front of this line and he keeps Which missing is it
1: so crazy mm-hmm. having to compensate comedic timing that's it for sure for it's, sure i
2: mean l- these people were they were geniuses for a reason mm-hmm. um you know again people use icon and legend and all that stuff but They really were. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's this whole thing of Buster's trying to get to the front of a line, and they keep, he keeps being cut off. And you watch it slow, and Mm -hmm. it's, not only is it not funny, but Mm -hmm. it's nothing special. You then watch it sped up, where he really does look like they're slamming into each other, and he's. You know, heading off. Same thing. uh, You know, him running up and down a street. There's just tons of examples of this. So in so many of those in in this, they keep doing that. Where there's Mia Farrow walking, and they've totally sped her up. I mean, yep. Woody Allen is a cinephile. Woody Allen sure. knows, he knows his what he's doing shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he really does. And you're and mentioning
0: the pops and the crackles and everything. sometimes little like frames would be like, lost. We're going to watch radio
1: days soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, it's, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. And that's why he is who he is. Yeah. And why, despite, you know, however you feel, sure. all of the things that go on with him. Mm hmm you know
0: it's it's let me say this it's a real bummer yes it's just the biggest <laughs> bummer because in the same way that you mentioned bill cosby people mm-hmm. don't talk about his groundbreaking show it's like okay they're gonna you know it's it's bill cosby and and what he was accused of and what he allegedly did and all of that Man. stuff when you talk about we talked about this uh, in our first year of this podcast breakfast at tiffany's mm-hmm. it's such a great movie and it's such a bummer that Mickey Rooney has, like, a racist caricature, you know, and We t- and we discuss, like, ah, oh, if only this one thing, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, such a bummer because it, and, and the bummer thing about this is that, it, the, the, the real bummer is that I know so much about Woody Allen and Mia Farrow's personal life and I should not at all and I wish I I didn't and it sucks. It's a real, it's such a bummer because if the one side says what they say is true Mm -hmm. happened, that's awful. Either way, all of their kids' lives are fucked. No, yeah. It's a mess. It's so terrible. So it is a real bummer to know that there's that 13-year period Mm -hmm. where Woody Allen and Mia Farrow were making movies together. Yeah. This is one of them. They're in the movie together and multiple times throughout this movie I'm watching it and I'm like, that's this, is yeah, this is awkward. But, uh, but yeah, but I'm like, but that's mm-hmm. Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. Like, but, but you know. I do believe, I really do believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, just a weird side note. It's a, it's a dumb Hector thing. It's my least favorite thing in the world is when Woody Allen says the phrase Say make, it. make love." I just am like, Ugh. like it's like my dad. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm <laughs> like, it's that's like a grandpa. So like, it's I, I'm like, I can't. It's, it's so like walking it. in on it happening. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, that's it what, really it's the audible. Yeah. I can't. You know. But yeah, it's just such a bummer because again, they're both especially with this collaboration it was a very successful collaboration Mm -hmm. filmmaking wise you know what i mean like and i thought that she was great in the movie like you know and i thought that he was his typical woody allen self (laughs) never
2: she and doing what
0: he was doing and it's just it's a bummer and especially when not that i wouldn't think the same thing even if i'm watching like ants (laughs) and i hear woody i'm still going to be thinking about their personal lives and everything that happened but to see woody and mia yes that's the thing you go man that's such a bummer it's such a bummer so no yeah. it's
2: it's a very again the good and the bad of everything yeah. um on the one hand i think it's nice that people are not on pedestals anymore so that correct young people are not thinking that that's normal correct you do not need to look like this you do not need to be like this blah 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 mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: at the same time
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's really nice to not know a damn thing
0: for sure and, and nobody really does you and know it's all inconclusive and it's all yes ugh, it's just yeah
2: I, I the only other thing i would say is that I do not agree with erasing history. Sure. <laughs> and I think that we've had a lot of different comedian types on our show. Sure. And they'll want to say Bill Cosby or they'll want to say sure. and I and, and my dad themselves. and I both make a point and we'll go no, no.
0: Sure. Sure. He
2: was revolutionary. Right. And you do not have to pretend that he did not exist. That's
0: such a bummer. You know, yeah. It, yeah. But that's it.
2: It sucks. But it's
0: part of the conversation. But, is, but, I but think to pretend, it, you know, people happened. want to pretend like John
2: Lasseter didn't exist. Correct. Excuse me, but John Lasseter mm-hmm. changed animation. Absolutely. So you may Absolutely. not like him, and you know what? You are allowed. You totally. are allowed to feel it's, however you feel. It's
0: it's it's. This is also a weird subjective thing too. This separating the art from the artist. Yes. We talked about this before. You know, some people will take issue with. And absolutely, rightfully so. With like actor Tom Cruise. Yep. And they go, you know what? I can't, I can't support his movies because yeah. I disagree with his belief systems and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's fair. And and uh, um, I had a specific point with this. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I had like a specific person, like we er- a thing in mind. Well, you were saying Kevin Spacey. Oh, I got one for you. The creator of Star Trek, Gene mm. Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. Wonderful visionary, creative genius. Like had extramarital affairs out the wazoo. Like a lot. Like a lot, a lot.
2: Every president ever. Yeah.
0: So it's this thing of Gene
1: Roddenberry every yeah. president ever he had sex with every president <laughs> is, while he was uh, alive. That's a lot. It's, it's impressive. A lot of
2: presidents. He, we're he like 40 something. Many now. of
1: them were dead. <laughs> truly went. It's where
0: fucked. Where no man has gone before, truly. <laughs> but but Ooh. thank you. But it's it's to me it's about it's about not erasing history. It's about doing that wonderful thing that like Warner Brothers did when they put out old Tom and Jerry or Looney Well, you know, you know. what
2: my dad is famous for? Yeah. being the explanation guy the
0: explanation he's guy. the guy
2: at the beginning of cartoons who yeah. goes now listen everybody yeah.
0: <laughs> this is going to have outdated there's going to be a lot of really
2: and sure. in- this is what we call them indians not native americans yes. let's just
0: but to ignore that um to ignore these altogether would pretend that this sort of you know racism or issues or whatever didn't occur and that's also just as problematic So, and you, it is you know,
1: important to know that it did know. permeate in a Crazy way, yeah. absolutely. So well, you know, I, uh, to, for me, for my there's opinion, there's a reason it's, that yeah. it exists still.
0: I am I am uh, of the mind of people, especially young people, that are getting into film or art or whatever, is to know as much like you said it's just a know kind of, your history you know, know there's your nothing history. wrong with it yeah, yeah you know
2: look roman polanski incredible mm. filmmaker but we can go down this list i know you know just hello whether yeah. it's a blacklist whether it's you know there yeah. are many 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 different things that have happened I over know. the years if you have a problem with people who are polyamorous if you have sure. a problem sure. i mean it's a long list it is. and so you need to make certain decisions for yourself mm-hmm. um again if something makes you uncomfortable Don't watch it. Mm -hmm. That's really, Mm -hmm. bottom line, I can't handle step and fetch it characters. I've Mm -hmm. learned this. Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up watching Charlie Chan. I don't know if you ever watched that. Uh, I haven't, but Uh, I did
0: used to watch a cartoon show in the 70s, or reruns of it rather, in the 90s, that was the amazing, Charlie Chan and the Amazing Chan Clan.
2: Yeah. Do you remember (laughs) this this
0: cartoon? was So Charlie Chan was an old detective. Yep. Uh, who would who kind of have like an outdated um, uh, sort of a broken English way of speaking yep. that was uh, that was very definitive of his character, yep. but then Hanna Barbera made a cartoon of him decades later where he had a family and again this is a, a racial stereotype a large Chinese family and then they had a magical car that was like the magic school bus that was the amazing like Chan clan mobile where you would hit a button and it could go and like turn into like a motorcycle or like a bus or like a submarine. And so my kid brain was like, cool. Yeah. Let's do it. But
2: But that's, I mean, look, and Charlie Chan and all the movies that I grew up watching was played Mm -hmm. by Warner Olin, who's a German guy. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. but,
0: they're trying to bring that character back. I know. They've been saying that for years. To, to bring back Charlie Chan but is like an is authentic... But this is the thing. Charlie yeah.
2: Chan yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. And wonderful. Mm-hmm. And when, they explain, when people say things about the pigeon English, which is what they call it. Sure. Like... It wasn't... And and there's been interviews about this. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the ki- the guy who played number one son, Key Luke, mm. who was Asian, talks mm-hmm. about a lot that Warner Olin was very specific. It wasn't broken English. Mm. It was hesitant English. Mm. He didn't trust that his English was right. Yeah. So it was hesitant. So
0: it's... Yeah. So and,
2: it's... That's but, all but stuff so that's that should thing. be... I can watch and I sure. still love it. I for enjoy sure. it. But we've but gotten to some episodes like, that have Step and Fetch characters. Yeah. The Step and Fetch it characters... Yeah are too upsetting for me. Yeah, yep. And for people who don't know what that is, that's literally the, well, there was an actor named the, who called themselves Step and Fetch It, mm-hmm. but those are the black characters that mm-hmm. say, well, I don't know, miss. No. I can't, and oh. it's too much. It's rough. And I can't do it.
0: For the same reason I can't watch uh, the Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. I'm like, it's such a weird, <laughs> dumb thing, and a lot of people, especially younger people than myself, really love that movie today. Yeah. And I go, you know what? There's a couple of, there's a couple of like, Asian stereotypical characters in the Trade Federation. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's just. I'm like, it doesn't need to be in Star Wars. It's just such a you know <laughs> bothersome little thing. But I'm like, sure. I'm fine. I've got seven other Star Wars yeah, movies right. or whatever. You know, but um, but yeah. All of this to say, if there's also you know, if there's ever an artist who actually become you know, it gets like guilty charged for yeah. a, a crime or whatever, hurt yeah. somebody. Absolutely, you do not have to support their work. No, if you're you know, if you're, if you're worried about like, oh, are they going to steal profit or whatever, whatever. But it is it is about like uh, educating yourself and, and doing some reading and trying to figure out what happened but while also being like, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, yeah. It's the, 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 the important thing is is that I would hope that with the way that, especially in Hollywood and, 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 other, and really every industry, the way that power dynamics work, mm-hmm. I would hope that people who normally don't get their voices heard wouldn't be squashed by a corrupt system or whatever so that if there's anybody that was hurt that they could be heard. That's that, that's really the hope and that's what I worry about if I'm like I'm like I don't want anybody who was like hurt to to keep being hurt but you know that's life and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, good night everybody. Good night, it's been everybody. great here
2: yeah. There, there's a cat there's a cat on my lap. I'm so sorry. Hello, cat. <laughs> no, just I was like, Keller, why are you kicking me? I'm oh, it's just, so sorry. it's just the cat. It's just
0: the cat. That's Cakey. She wanted to chime in about Woody Allen. Kakey. I get it, Cakey. She just had it. K- Kiki's black
2: and white. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's been through some stuff. Listen, she's mostly white. Uh, <laughs> our other cat is mostly black. Um Well, this is awkward. But they're just cats. So uh <laughs> So those are kind of overall thoughts on Zelig. 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 You got it. Zelig. You're all right. Leonard Zelig. Um, so now we get to the point in the podcast that I'm really, really interested in. Okay. Is that we get to ask Jessie to contribute her own, very
1: own pick. And I want to know every movie that ran through your head. Yes. If you have I can any. you. Can tell runners you, ups. I, runners ups. Well,
2: here's the thing. I don't know if they're on there yet. We can check. We can is check. Is Hedwig and the Angry Inch on there yet? <gasps> I, don't
1: I don't believe it, it is. It might have been probably,
2: added. It's Hedwig or Kinky Boots. Maybe Those are my two that come added. to mind.
0: I am going to check right now. Because I feel like Hedwig has been brought up before, but no Hedwig in okay. the Angry
1: Inch. Hedwig it is then. I think
2: Hedwig in the Angry oh, wow. Inch. Then Justin Butler brought it up. I have know. multiple Hedwig tattoos. <laughs> really? I, yes, I love Hedwig. Tell
1: us about I've Hedwig. Never seen it?
0: I think I've. I, I think I've seen. I'm pretty sure that I saw it, and I may have seen it at like a USC thing, maybe years ago. But it is a fantastic movie. Tell everybody what it's about and why it's your number one pick.
2: Well, as I say, usually. Uh, With weirdos like me, um, and I say that is in the sense of kids who grew up definitely not feeling like they were normal, whatever normal may be, Mm -hmm. Um, movies like Hedwig and the Angry and Shinkinky Boots meant the absolute world because it's all about being that outsider and trying to find your place and and done in a way that is over the top because obviously in both cases you have sort of drag queen-esque
3: right. characters right
2: you know Tu Wong Fu thanks for everything same mm-hmm. type of a mm-hmm. they're over the top but it's all real emotions that's, that's and the experience world for sure absolutely for sure. you know it well I've seen you <laughs> mm-hmm. um but so Hedwig for me it started with my, my dad saw it and said to me I just saw a movie and I really think you're gonna like it wow. I said okay and, um, and, he's seen a lot of crap, so that's special when he,
0: <laughs> and he told
2: me to watch it and I did. And I was absolutely blown away. Um, essentially it's about this performer, uh, who she, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Right. Yeah. She's in, uh, East Berlin before the wall comes down and doesn't know who she's supposed to be. I'm saying she, he's a he at that point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then meets an American soldier who says he's gonna bring her back to America, but the only thing is, um, he, to come back to America, he has to marry this American,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the only way to marry him is to become a she.
3: Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm.
2: a whole thing about you have to leave something behind mm. to come into something new, and that something behind is his penis.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, mm-hmm. so becomes a woman, moves Mm -hmm. to America, Mm -hmm. and it goes from there. Um, It is, as I say, it's not gonna be for everybody, of course, it's not. The music in Hedwig is the best part, Um, it's so beautiful. It holds up even without the movie. It's one of those things, you can Mm -hmm. just listen to the songs Mm -hmm. and you'll cry and you'll laugh. And it's uh, John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask who originally performed it. And that's the whole thing. Hedwig is a show. That's
0: right, that's right.
2: That became a movie. I've now seen it... It's also, of course, become popular again. Mm-hmm. And just like all the other hipsters who are like, I knew it before, it was cool. Yeah. Um, it is It is difficult at times when you love something dearly for mm-hmm. it to become popular, to suddenly have people going, oh my God, I saw that umbrella and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so glad. And cool. at the same time though, mm-hmm. if you saw it and if it inspired you and if it made you feel better, Great. then hooray.
0: And where did it originally... Um, uh, like, uh, uh, where was it? It was performed? New York. It was New York. And
2: okay. John Cameron Mitchell was the lead, and uh, Stephen Trask is in the band. It's done as a concert mm. when it's on stage. Mm. So they're on stage the whole time. Wow. Like, the whole time. Everything happens on stage. When they did it as a movie, that's when suddenly it had sets and changing and all this other stuff. I love that. Uh, I love that. It is. And that's the thing is because, thankfully, everybody involved with the musical, the stage musical, was part of the film, Mm -hmm. it stayed true.
3: Love it. And
2: so it really feels like... Hedwig and I've since again seen it on stage all over the place I saw it in the basement of a church in Edinburgh during the Fringe Festival when I was like 20 and it was mind-blowing and I have I saw it at the Roxy a few years ago all over the place they also though did a really beautiful documentary um follow my voice with the music of Hedwig Mm. and the documentary has a CD that goes with it and the CD is all these fantastic people cover Songs from Hedwig, and Beautiful. it raised That's money awesome. for the uh, the Harvey Milk School yeah, in New York. Love it. And the documentary is about the kids. It's about making the album, but also about the kids in this special school. Kids who are, whether they're trans or mm-hmm. just different, mm-hmm. and got bullied mercilessly and couldn't complete high school, go here. So some of them are 20, mm-hmm. but this is their chance to complete school so sure. the documentary is beautiful but the cd rufus rainwright singing origin of love is one of the most beautiful things i've ever heard <laughs> um but they've got all kinds of yoko ono does a song what um and it's really fun to watch them uh ben queller ben lee like a uh, polyphonic spree does one um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's honestly this, so this C D is fantastic.
0: What I, I love see it what, first though. For sure. What I love <laughs> about what you're describing is so many things, but it feels like it's it's one of those movies that's more than just a movie. One hundred percent. It is it is yeah. this kind of mini movement and it's yes. this it's this thing that's so important and impactful to people. Yeah. And I also know that Hedwig and the Angry Inch is like a it's like a big important piece of, of queer cinema mm-hmm. and in, in terms of representation and everything yep. that it did at that time. Because when did it come out? What year did it come out? <sighs> like, well,
2: it's gotta be i'm gonna say somewhere in the 2000 family i feel like early
0: you know but it felt like it was it
2: might be ninety
0: ninety nine. maybe it was late 90s early 2000s but like you're saying takes place 2001 2001. it takes place in the 80s you know it's
2: well it sort of takes place in some time
0: Ah. it's
2: not specific and that's part of why it works yeah is there is no time and place in the same way in the same, way, in the same way with than... movies when movies yes. take away hell even a show like Riverdale sort <laughs> yeah. of removes time and place so like the pseudo
0: fifties yeah but that's
2: it we have cell phones but not all the time mm-hmm. you know it allows something to sort of exist on its own mm-hmm. so yes part of it is about uh, the the wall coming down mm-hmm. so you do have a sense of mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. but really the wall is not it's all just pieces of a story yeah so so cool yes it would be 1990 into something but it's also whatever the hell you want it to be yeah yeah um,
0: so so that's your number one pick, and I yeah. love that you are championing that movie. Did you have any runners-up? Any well, other- I say,
2: Kinky Boots.
0: Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots yeah. is
2: one of my favorite movies ever. It's another one. Chiwetel Ejiof- Ejiofor's performance is ridiculous, He's and Joel great. Edgerton, I mean, like, at the whole cast. I forgot
1: they were in Kinky Boots. Yes. I didn't know about that.
0: Yeah. I love Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's he amazing. Was th- he was my favorite part of the new Lion King. Yeah. His scar was like... I didn't
2: see Lion... I didn't see I, the new one.
0: It was... Fine.
2: that's why i didn't see it right. i also didn't see the new aladdin
0: i haven't seen that one yet either. yeah
2: i'm good i know i'm gonna live a long life i'll
0: eventually watch aladdin if it's
2: on tv i'll probably watch sure. it.
1: sure but but you'll Chiwet- see it when it's on hbo here's
0: here's yeah. what's great about both lion kings jeremy irons is hamming it up I in know. the best way <laughs> yes. and he's amazing and i love it but then chiwetel ijafor a new lion king is Should've like scary it's like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. like for real and yeah. i'm like ooh. Oh, this is the best part of this movie. <laughs> this is exciting, really cool. And so there both is at least valid, something new for you. Yes, and I have both to tell you something scars. really funny. Okay, yeah. so
2: when he was when was doing all these Q and A's for Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. that was the first sort of big movie he made. After a while, now, people like me, who are movie nerds, Children I know who men. he is, and I've seen him in everything. Right. But that was the, I mean, that's he, the Oscar nomination, all yeah. this other stuff yeah. happened. Well, every Q&A he was at, someone would ask him about Kinky Boots. Yes. And this is also before they revived the show. Because oh, see, wow. both Hedwig and Kinky Boots were revived on Broadway, so yeah. they've got this whole new audience. Yeah. But... Seeing this man who's up there and he's like, yes, you know, I'm trying to portray this character. And they were like, so do you still wear heels? And literally it was questions like that. What was it like being a girl? I was... Dying. I saw him multiple times have to just like st- stand he there and he like, wouldn't light up it no make a, it oh, I think I think different headspace
1: it wasn't sure. a nice yeah. respite yeah. Also,
2: also probably just not what you want to hear a yeah. lot because mm-hmm. sure, sure. again none of it was like that character is so beautiful and you really created it. it was like oh my god lipstick Kinky boots. I'm like yeah. you guys need to calm down
3: oh my god it
2: was it was a very funny experience yeah. now I, I love movies yeah there are a lot of movies that I, state in Maine is one of my favorites David Mammoth, incredible mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. like and it's one of the best movies about movie making in Hollywood really? ever okay ever okay but this is why we had Malton Fest like yeah. it's the whole point. Yep. We put on our own film festival for this. We weren't we, we don't want to try to compete with other film festivals and show new stuff. We mm-hmm. want to show stuff that you missed. It was great. And it's so much fun to show Sing Street, which is one of the most delightful movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And we showed Sing Street, we showed uh Songcatcher, which is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Beautiful film, Big Eyes, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly that because it's exciting. When you are a movie nerd, it's really exciting to introduce other movie nerds to stuff. Yeah. And yep. it brings you joy. Yeah, you, to you, go, you just had that little little thing on Twitter that
0: sort of went semi-viral. Where you did. were like where you were like, hey, Twitter, yeah. movie Twitter or whatever Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gimme your like what movies. are movies you love to
2: share with your friends yes. that, they, that other people haven't seen? Love that. And it is a joyful thing. I will say Twitter drives me nuts because it'll mm. cut you off at a certain point. <laughs> so I'm trying to like reply to all these nice people. Yeah. And suddenly it's like frozen. Yeah. I'm like, i but I'm, we're having a nice conversation. Yeah, hey, Twitter, dumb. back off. I
0: know. Well, I but, have a question for you as yeah. a movie fan. I like a very specific genre of movies, which is 3D movies. So here's my question for you, Jesse. I hate 3D, Uh-oh. go on. You hate 3D? I hate 3D, go on. Wonderful. Yeah. Are there any?
2: I can tell you why, though. I, I went blind when I was 17, Whoa. and I have a lot of I have a lot of health problems anyway, so oh. 3D makes me nauseous as hell. Really? Yes. And my dad, like you, I'm surprised mm-hmm. because my dad struggles because he already wears glasses, sure. so wearing glasses over glasses is a pain in the Listen, ass.
0: Listen, it's not ideal. No. <laughs> but I'm not going to let that keep me away from a cinematic experience. And the only reason I'm such a champion of it yeah. is because 3D in the movie theater is good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. 3d at home on a tv
2: is bonkers
0: i love it and yeah. i think it's way better mm-hmm. and more comfortable on the eyes and all this other stuff so if you were to pick a movie that you know is like a 3d movie yeah that you either have seen or have never seen that you would be like i i would try that i would look, look at five minutes of that what movie would you pick what you was know?
2: sharknado triple d or oh something like God. that
0: Piranha, Double D. Is, is
2: that what it was? I don't, ha- don't, I don't have that one
1: I yet. don't own that haven't, one, Jesse. I haven't acquired I'll have to, it yet. i have to
2: track it
3: I'll down for Because I'll be honest,
2: I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and the idea great, great. that someone went, I want 3D boobs. Yeah. I want them out there. I want them, like that to me is okay. worthwhile. So
0: something with 3D boobs. Hmm. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, oh. uh, in terms of like in general, yeah. I like, I'll tell you, Step Up 3D is delightful. I heard
0: it's actually great. And
2: they, and also because John M. Chu mm-hmm. loves musicals. Yes. And one great of the most director. amazing things he said was, when he was shooting certain scenes he goes well you know Fred Astaire had it in his contract he had to shoot him head to toe mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god John M2 I love you so much mm-hmm. like like I have a cinephile crush on him big time because he says stuff like that where he's like why would you want to cut a lot or yeah. why would you not want to show the whole performance yeah. I'm like I love and you that's, so much
0: and that's really good for 3D
2: it's perfect Well, and yeah. also though he was playing with it so they mm-hmm. do things like blow bubbles mm-hmm. into the audience I might have to check you know? that down
0: for you Jesse I, lo- so I would love good. to watch a dance movie with you 3 I, I am
2: so in that, or we can just watch Captain EO because that's the greatest three D oh ever. God,
0: here is the deal. I've been Captain trying to EO. track that down. They, I don't think they've released you I can it. Find, really,
2: I, I, I bet you. I've got Hooter! some. I've got some deep cut nerds. Wow. Let me tell you. If you can find a three D copy, if anybody that. could, Keller, did you ever
0: experience Captain EO? No. Oh, oh my man. gosh, it's When they brought bonkers. it back, when they yeah. brought it
2: back, I full-on cried yeah. in the theater. When Michael Jackson, I got so excited. Michael
0: Jackson died and they brought it back to Disneyland. But they, they also, yeah.
2: so yeah, we were talking about before, before we were on uh, Mike here,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: my dad looks so, m- beard and glasses, of a certain era they all look the same. They all look the same. People always think my dad is John Landis. People think that John Landis is my dad. It's a whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Francis Ford Coppola
2: All of them. Literally yeah. all of them. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, you name it. Yeah. My mom says that after a while they all just look like rabbis. She's not wrong. Um it's totally true. Uh but they would have Lucas and Spielberg and, like they be showing the behind the scenes mm-hmm. and people would think it was my dad. And so we'd be sitting there and someone would be like, oh my God, look, Leonard Martin. I'm like, no, it's definitely not. That's for sure. Let, that'd be cool. <laughs> that's George That's the director, Lucas. Martin Scorsese, yeah. <laughs> talking about his film. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. It's, it's so, yeah, Captain EO, is that's attached to my soul. It's insane. But Step Up 3D is wonderful. I have and heard good things he, about it. Like, I've all talked right. to other people about it and yeah. they all say the same thing. Because I don't own he, a dance movie yet. But the thing is he chose to mm-hmm. do it right. What mm-hmm. drives me nuts with 3D, very sure. specifically, sure. is when there's no need. You know, all yeah. the, the parts of the Caribbean movies, mm-hmm. couldn't see a damn thing because mm-hmm. it gets super dark. That's one thing you deal with with 3D. It gets it dark.
3: Does. It does. Can't see
2: anything. Mm-hmm. Why? Why am I sitting? Mm-hmm. I had to take the glasses. I mean, the movies were terrible. Whatever. But I had to take the glasses off to be able to see what was going on.
0: Sure.
2: Um, but the ones where, you know, when you've got like Werner Herzog pointing a spear, that's the way.
0: Whoa. Where does he do that? Do you
2: not know that Werner Herzog has a 3D film?
0: Keller. Get out of here. Where have we been?
2: Honestly. What? Keller. Honestly. Wh-
1: what? How do we not already have that? What? Oh
2: my oh, please, God. I'm going to find it for you. I need you.
1: that Long Day's Journey Into Night one that has like a yeah. 56-minute long 3D shot. Ooh. It's a one-shot. I'd watch that. One-shot. But can you imagine? It's a called yeah. like
2: Into the Cave. What was Here it called? we have a
1: spear. Design. Cave of
2: Forgotten Dreams. That's what it was called. Oh, that to. was in 3D? Cave 2010. Cave of Forgotten Dreams. This and is in the it-
1: oldest cave in France. <laughs> and a few... <laughs>
2: We interviewed him at his house for Maltmond movie. Wow. And I sat on his couch and he was sitting really close to me. And I one hundred percent was like You've losing my people. goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. The thing is, he had these spears Speaking of spheres. He had these spheres resting. I so this
1: one uh, is my favorite spear. (laughs) You're
2: really good at that. (laughs) You're frighteningly good at that, man. Have you heard you you heard uh the Paula Tompkins? Tompkins. Yeah. We have people all the time, because my dad will go on to Doug's show, on Doug Doug Benson's Mm -hmm. show, Douglas Movies.
1: I love when Paula Tompkins go on as Werner But that's what I'm
2: saying is people will say to us, So, so is that really Werner? Or is that and (laughs) honestly, I just don't tell. Yeah. And then and then when we were gonna have Werner on, I asked him if he so I know Werner because of the Telluride film festival sure. so I've grown up knowing him he never remembers me I'm totally okay with it you're um, pretty memorable his Jessie. wife his wife and I are have buddies have seen me
1: in Jack Reacher
2: <laughs> hey I asked him about Jack Reacher I totally asked but like his wife's the nicest person I yeah. adore her she's amazing they're so in love it's like mind-blowing That's great they're so deeply in love with each other um she's I the reason the it. show happened like she's the reason that the show because Werner doesn't remember anything great right. so we get to the house and Aristotle our engineer we're like walking towards it and I'm going, what, what do we, getting? do we talk? Like, what do we do? Do we just mm-hmm. like, we just have to be weird? What are we? Well, he opens the door and me and Aristotle and Unison are like, Aah! and my dad just goes, hi, in the adorable way that he does. And then we're sitting down. So Werner then kind of went and putted around and I was just sitting with Lena, his wife, mm-hmm. and i looking and there are these spears right by like the fireplace. I took a picture. I think I had the picture somewhere, but I was trying to be like, quiet about it so i'm like why are there honey have spirit he goes oh yeah yeah actually i brought those home from one of my films in africa i was like how did you get them he guess i just brought them on the plane i couldn't check them so oh i just brought God. them on the plane so
1: what did, that sound, Herzog like? looked at what me? did that sound like looked at me yeah <laughs> uh, sir you, sir, you, you, you can't
0: <laughs> you, you, you can't check those sir you're going to have to leave them behind or carry them
1: that was it. He just stared at <laughs> me. It's dead silence. He and he's like,
0: no, I'm but
2: that's, I guess you'll carry But that. when he said that, I was like. Bring
0: me a warm glass of water, please. <laughs> Sir, would you like me to put your spears? Do you Bring want, me, do you want me a put them? warm
1: glass. Do you want
2: to take your coat or your spears? <laughs> Yeah, C- what should I- sir. Can that fit into the overhead mm-hmm. compartment? But the thing is, the thing about Werner is everything he says. He's very funny, and he likes to be funny. Yes. But the best thing is him saying stuff like that and not trying to be funny. Where he's like, "Yeah, yeah. I, b- I carried these spears on the plane." That's hilarious. And you're like, "Of course you did, dude. His, of course you did." So two- yeah, Cave of Forgotten Dreams. There's another right, one for I have you. To track <laughs> that down.
1: His two second cameo. They are made of bones, so they do not register <laughs> <laughs> in the metal detector.
0: <laughs> His two second cameo in the last season of Parks and Recreation. The greatest thing. that yeah he, he plays a, <laughs> the, a the real estate agent who's selling a house and then, or he's the owner and then he's selling the house to Chris Pratt and um, uh, Audrey Plaza. And then he says like. Aubrey. Aubrey. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. And he says like, <laughs> he's doing it because, do you remember what he said, Keller? No. I decided after many years, I was going to move to Florida to be closer to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was his character's <laughs> thing is that he loved Disney World. It's so funny. I'm and, excited for him in The Mandalorian. See, what I yeah. always
2: say is because he's always on the plane to te- tell you, usually mm. does a charter flight mm. because everybody comes from, so many people come from LA so they charter these flights. It's like summer camp. It's the greatest thing in the world. That's great. But Werner will be sitting there and every time I'm like, why doesn't anyone make him do all the flight announcements? I know. Like, and this has been since You're I was a child. holding a spear. But <laughs> honestly, this is what I, like yeah. I was, you know, I was like nine years old. Like, why is Werner not saying, fasten your seat belt? Yeah. If you don't fasten your seatbelt, you will die, and you will deserve it. Make like. sure
1: that your oxygen mask is on before assisting the person <laughs> next to you.
2: But that's like, really, why are they not taking this? I oh.
1: thank you for flying Delta.
0: <laughs> we are here to make sure that you have a good flight. <laughs> Boop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> This is is your captain speaking, and that was uh, Werner Herzog. Uh, Thank you so much, Werner, for... uh... We are
1: experiencing some (laughs) slight turbulence. Death is imminent. (laughs) (laughs) It is all around us at all times. When are we not experiencing turbulence? (laughs) (laughs) The in-flight movies
0: include Finding Nemo, (laughs) (laughs) Finding Dory, (laughs) Grizzly Man, (laughs) I would personally go with finding Dory. It was a harrowing tale of,
2: of survival loss and, and survival. Loss. This is what I'm saying, and no one's had him God, do it. Man, I asked him once if he would record my voicemail, and he said no. he he was drunk
0: at the oh, time. No.
2: And I said, "Will you record my voicemail?" He goes. I would, but then I would erase it so no one would believe you. And then he walked away. you got
1: to get Paul F. Tompkins to I do it then. Like, oh, no, I want Paul F. Tompkins I, to I do full-on movie commentaries. I have told
2: Paul that this is what, that what I need in my life. No, but when we interviewed Werner, I was like, do you know about Paul F. Tompkins doing it? And he was he like, say? no. But he's totally okay with it. Sure. But I said, what if you have both of you? Oh my God. So my whole thing that
1: is terrifying. Werner on Werner. Verner, Verner. Verner be, on I Verner. Would, Verner, v. Verner.
0: I would be terrified to be doing Verner. To be Paul and be doing a Werner Herzog impression in front of like I'd be horrified.
2: It'd be really funny. Paul, who normally and he
0: could do sorry,
2: it. Sorry, your cat was just playing with the flames. It like, threw me a little.
0: Loves she to likes be that. warm. She's a hellspawn, so she. She's you know, a, a hellspawn. That's bond. where she she's came so, from.
2: I did. I just <laughs> looked over it. They have a really lovely fireplace here. Thank you. That is enclosed, and the cat was leaning on the glass. No, no, no injury to right. be had. She's yeah. completely safe. But from my angle, the cat was like fire. Ah! Yeah, she, so, is hell cat. she
1: is a hellcat.
2: She is a hellcat.
0: Born in the flames. <laughs> she longs to return.
1: Immortus Kaiki.
2: Immortus Keiki. Oh God.
1: Oh boy, that was great! Thank you. Well, I don't
2: care if you guys enjoyed this; I did. This was
1: so 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 much. This
0: is a blast. It reminds me of like a few weeks ago I tweeted at Edgar Wright. Oh, my buddy! I said, uh, "Hey man, next year's the the uh, 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. You should have Chris Evans record a fake commentary as his character Lucas Lee." And Edgar Wright responded. He's like, that's actually a brilliant idea. That's really great. We can so, text him right now. Oh, fingers crossed. It should crossed. be him and Michael Sarah,
1: and like, oh, as, yeah, Chris <laughs> Evans just, as that character. Because
0: I feel like if Edgar were to write a fake commentary track, I feel like Chris Evans would be down. And he oh, 100%. Do I need him to just improvise it. Yeah. Oh, I'll take that too. I think he could improvise it. But, could, but he I, could. I want Edgar to write some stuff for him to say because yeah. it would be yeah. hilarious.
1: Just every joke. Yeah. It's actually hilarious. Yeah.
0: That's me that's not me that's my stunt you know <laughs> just the funniest I'm not in this part i really did that it. yeah it'd be so good but you know leave it to Edgar Wright who's like yeah, a yeah, comedic yeah. genius yeah do all that <laughs> stuff do all that stuff um, I might make you text him at some point I'm, okay, I really, with that. I'm very I really okay with that because I really want him to harangue Chris Evans about it right? harangue yeah. <laughs> Chris Evans <laughs> <laughs> Or get Werner Herzog to do a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World commentary. That would be awesome.
2: Now, do you know? Do you know about my my dad being on Douglas movies with Chris Evans?
0: No. Where no. he
2: do you ever listen to Douglas movies? Yeah, uh, sure. You yeah. okay. listen to yeah. it. Okay. So, so yeah. the game, the Leonard Malton game. Mm-hmm. An amazing home, game. And my dad always says he is the worst player, and he <laughs> is. Um, but Chris, it was him and Chris Evans and Adam Scott. Oh. I was dying. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, Chris Evans was sort of getting fake drunk. People to this day bring it up because they think he was genuinely drunk. Mm. He was not. He mm. was just being playful and goofy, mm-hmm. um, but sounded very drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing is, it's like, it, can you name it, folks? You can look up the game. It's much. It's too much to explain. But basically, sure. Um, all right, you know, you do it. So then it comes to Chris Evans and he looks at my dad. And he goes, name that shit bitch to my dad. And to this day, people tweet us about it. When people meet me, they're like, remember that time Chris Evans oh told your dad? God. And I'm like, this is so the greatest. And there's my. It's still the funniest thing to me. And I said it to, I, I got, it's not like I know the man, but I yeah. saw him at an event. Evans, yeah. And I like beeline and I was like. Yeah important question do people bring this up to you because they bring it up to us constantly and he of course is like what yeah I was like you said to my it was good. love you bye. bye like cool bro bye <laughs> but it was such a ridiculous moment so
0: that is amazing moment. I gotta go back and I'm
1: gonna listen to yeah. that episode it's that's it's so funny it's name fantastic. that shit bitch yeah name he that did.
2: shit bitch he really did he, okay. he got off the he, he left the stage at one point to pee like that's it, so funny it was really really funny that's a
0: great time well Jesse this has been super funny <laughs> and illuminating and delightful and we're gonna to have to have you back. That was so much yes. fun. Thank you again for oh, coming friends. over and spending a night with us and talking to us about movies and, and recommending some great movies. Oh, he's
2: just is spending the night with us. So that means we're having a sleepover, yeah. That's
1: yeah. right. Yes. Cool. Yeah,
2: just checking. Yeah,
1: we're absolutely. PJs. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go track down Step Up 3D. We're oh gonna pop it in. Ooh, that's honestly the best sleepover movie yeah. I can
1: think of. <laughs> it really is. Uh, and Is Channing Tatum in that one? No No <laughs> No Adam okay.
2: It's Adam Savani mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna do this game <laughs> okay,
0: okay, And Alison okay, okay, Stoner okay. I can But I'm not going to Awesome Robert uh, Buckley one, Anyway Amazing um, But just to sort of wrap up, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they follow you? And is there anything that you would want to point them to? Any projects or anything?
2: Well, so we we have the Malt Movies podcast, and I love it, and I'm really proud of it. Mm-hmm. We have so much fun, um, and I can't, we've been doing, I think it's three years, I guess. Wow. Um, yes. But my dad started with uh, Baron Vaughn before that, so mm-hmm. he was doing that earlier, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it's a blast and we post so we post about that on our Twitters I'm at Jesse Malton. he's at Leonard Malton. same mm-hmm. thing with the Instagrams at Jesse Malton at Leonard Malton. and my dad's website LeonardMaltin.com it's where we post his movie reviews and all kinds of stuff like that mm-hmm. but really yeah we, we love we love talking to people we created a Patreon that I call Maltreon. <laughs> <laughs> so that we're able to properly pay the people that we work with.
3: Awesome. awesome. Uh,
2: which is really fun. And we send out postcards and stuff like that. That's
3: great. So that That's
2: I just awesome. so have a fo- picture of me, mom, and my dad just at our dinner table doing postcards and people thought we were kidding <laughs> yeah like i don't know what they thought that'll we were be the postcard like, next year was your picture it, of us it, you signing it, the postcard and we'll just inception it every year we'll <laughs> mm-hmm, make it mm-hmm. but i'm like that's Altria. no that's the whole point if you're gonna be yeah. kind enough to give us money to make sure that we can pay for our studio and everything else then yeah. i will sign as many postcards as you want i love
3: that I so, love so yeah we have a awesome.
2: blast and we're, we're lucky we're all lucky that we get to do what we love
0: yeah. you know yeah.
2: it's not always easy
0: mm-hmm, and
2: money is fun to find yes but we're very Just lucky.
0: Find it. I love it. Just and, find it, and the world is luckier for the Maltons being able to talk about movies. So good. Your guys' True. voices are so vital. We're keeping so old vital. movies alive. Keep that, and 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 keep doing everything you're doing. It's fantastic. So Keller, keep what around. movie are we watching next week? And who's our guest gonna be? Huh. Next week we're watching the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book, the original 1967. I wouldn't. I shouldn't say original because that's like a book. But the 1967. Yeah, we're gonna Disney, next. We're reading Rudyard yeah. Kipling's The <laughs> Jungle Book.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of I'll them. be. We'll be swapping chapters. Yeah, we'll each do It'll a cast fun. of characters.
0: I'll do a Werner Herzog chapter, mm-hmm. and then Keller will blow me out of the water with oh, a real I Werner, I Werner Herzog I want Werner Herzog
1: to do the Jungle Book. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd great. be the gnarliest movie I've ever I'm seen. I'm the king of the jungle. <laughs> yeah, Khan <laughs> Khan would actually kill them all immediately.
0: <laughs> that's what would really happen. Werner, that's not how the story goes, but it would. That's but what would, would happen in the animal kingdom. <laughs> the wolves
1: don't really have a code. There is no law of the jungle. The law of the jungle is the one with the sharpest teeth.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So that's uh, 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 1967's The Jungle Book. Our guest is going to be Sasha Pearl Raver.
2: Oh, I love Sasha. She's amazing.
0: It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be fantastic. And that is currently... Oh, boy. Hang on. I got to look it up. I don't know if that's going to be streaming
1: anywhere, y'all, but maybe it's We rentable. have it on Blu-ray. Guys, we, it'll, it might be on your Disney Plus subscription yeah. coming this week. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. November
2: that's, 11th is when they right. launched Disney+. Plus. I yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Friday, right? My dad and I did a thing at D23 for it.
0: Oh, yeah. It was cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, the Jungle Book. No, I'm excited. Not streaming anywhere. Not rentable anywhere. Probably in that Disney
1: vault. But. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have to go crack open your weird <laughs> plastic VHS oh, case, I was say, let you white bar- <laughs> VHS case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they work like a charm. <laughs>
1: I could never watch those movies Mm -hmm. before like 6.30 when I woke up because opening it up would wake up my parents (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) That's awesome Uh, So guys, go watch The Jungle Book Go track it down, be back next week Go follow Jesse Malton on all of the social medias and we will see you guys next week Huge thanks again to Jesse for being on tonight This was fantastic Thank you so much And uh, we'll see you guys next week Death death is all around us Oh my god (laughs) Goodbye